64 degrees at 811. Good morning, Patrick Fingston. Here in for Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY. I write The Illinois Political Newsletter. You can find it at theillinois.com with a Z-I-L-L-I-N-O-I-Z-E.com. We are uh, pleased to have Nikki Budzinski joining us this morning. She's the Democratic nominee in the new 13th Congressional District. Uh, the 13th, of course, uh, was redrawn ahead of this election uh, in a... Uh, Nikki, I think I'm trying to be nice here. The a, a Democrat-friendly way, uh, snaking up from East St. Louis through Springfield all the way over to Champaign-Urbana. Uh, good morning, first of all. Let me ask you this. What, uh, what led you to this race? What led you to wanting to run for Congress? What led you to wanting to uh, move to Springfield to be a, a candidate? Good morning, Patrick. It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me on this morning. Um, you know, what really inspired me is really the work I've done throughout my career. I've been working on issues that support and help working people. I had the opportunity to work in the labor movement for 10 years. I worked for the Firefighters Union. I worked for the United Food and Commercial Workers Union. I often talk about as I'm campaigning through this big district, um, I'm one of the few congressional candidates you've met, you'll meet that has been on multiple kill floors. I know the dangerous work that working people do every day. I've advocated and fought for them throughout my career. It's what I want to do in Congress, and I think working people are really struggling right now. Um, rising costs are obviously something that I hear a lot about in all communities throughout the 13th Congressional District. So. I want to go to Congress to help working people. It's just an extension of all of the work I've been doing really throughout my career since since graduating from college. And, of course, you moved back after working in the Biden administration. Um, is Joe Biden doing a good job as president right now? Look, I think I was really um, something I, I served as the chief of staff at the Office of Management and Budget and there are some things I think are really I'm proud to have been a part of, like the Made in America office. Um, in OMB, the president signed an executive order that prioritized American businesses, American jobs for American workers, something that I think we need to be doing more of. And quite frankly, I think Democrats and Republicans have failed working people on. Um, I think that prioritizing that in this administration is the right priority. I think as I'm sure you've heard, Patrick, a lot about the supply chain pressures that we continue to see. I think there has been some improvement in that. Um, prioritizing bringing back American jobs into central and southern Illinois and creating real opportunity um, is something that I, you know, in serving at the Office of Management and Budget, I was helping um, them to set up that office and something that I think does show the right priority. But I do think largely we do need to see more from this administration on how we're going to bring down costs, what are some practical things we can be doing to help working people keep more of what they earn, because I do think that people are struggling out there. You you mentioned the the struggles, and, and I think that, you know, when you see Jerome Powell come out in the last couple of weeks, essentially saying mm -hmm. that the Fed's going to keep raising interest rates enough to force us into a recession so that it stops inflation uh, doesn't seem like the most uh, exceptional way to get things back under control. Uh, it, it, so what would you do in Congress, uh, mm -hmm. whether it's working on the, the so-called Inflation Reduction Act or, or, or in, in new legislation or in this uh, federal budget to help get inflation under control without sending us into some deep spiral recession if the, the feds continue to raise rates? 
Yeah, hopefully we, we can avert that. I think that what you're seeing and what you've heard reports on gas prices have been going down. That's a positive. I have, Patrick, called for a federal gas tax freeze until 2023 because I think that could help people keep a little bit more as they're struggling with other rising costs. But you're right. I mean, groceries, um, other day-to-day expenses are still very high. Energy prices are very high. I think there are a couple of things we should be doing, um, and then we should be doing them on a bipartisan basis. Um, One of the things that uh, Congress did just recently do was allow Medicare for the first time ever to negotiate, um, to allow them to negotiate with pharmaceutical companies who are making record profits right now, record profits in the pharmaceutical industry. Have them negotiate, Medicare negotiate for lower drug prices. When I think about seniors throughout the 13th district that are living on a fixed income, that makes a big difference. Making health care more affordable in this country is something that we should be prioritized. Lowering the cost of prescription drugs is something that the Democratic Congress just did um, and was a part of the Inflation Reduction Act, something I will say my Republican opponent, Regan Deering, said she would oppose. Another part of it was capping the cost of insulin. Democrats were only able to get done um, capping the cost of insulin at $35 for Medicare, those on Medicare. That's helping seniors, which is good, but we should be doing more. We should be able to cap the cost of insulin in private, with private insurers as well. Those are common sense things that I think are helping people while they are struggling. And then last, I do think we need to stop the spending in Washington. I think there has been a lot of spending. I think we need to stop that. Um, and I think we need to... Um, focus on, um, you know, the job at hand, which is, again, I think helping working people find ways to keep more of what they earn. And I think there are some common sense ways that I just highlighted that can help them do that. A couple of more minutes with Nikki Budzinski, Democratic uh, candidate for Congress here on WMAY. Uh, I've been talking a lot about abortion or, pardon me, immigration the last couple of days uh, and in and, and the last couple of hours on the show. And, you know, some jamoke told me I'm just protecting the liberal class because I don't think that people seeking asylum should be treated like like farm animals. But um, what what should be done to fix our immigration system, including the asylum process, because Mm -hmm. clearly the backlogs, clearly the way the laws are written are hurting real people. And they're putting pressure not only on Texas and Florida, but now on, on Chicago, on New York, on, on LA and Washington, there's, there's, there's too much political play being done with people's lives here. So let's talk about Mm -hmm. how we actually fix it. Yeah, I think it is an important, important question. And obviously in the news a lot today, I think, first of all, let me just stay off at the top. We need to secure our border. Of course, we need to be making sure we're doing that. But I think the larger issue also, in addition to securing the border, is the fact that we have a broken immigration system. Um, including the asylum process. Um, And this is something that you're seeing states try to solve on their own, and really this is a federal issue. This needs to be federal legislation where, on a bipartisan basis, where Republicans and Democrats can come together to do comprehensive immigration reform to allow 11 million people that are here but living in the shadows a pathway legal citizenship. And what does that look like? You know, I worked in the labor movement, as you know, Patrick, and many, many years ago, the AFL-CIO, along with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, two people that are oftentimes on opposing sides, 
came together with a framework on how we can get comprehensive immigration reform done, and Congress didn't act. And I think it's something that we need to be doing in Congress, looking at how we're really going to get something meaningfully done to address our broken system. Um, so I agree with you. And I, I think that, you know, we have to do it all. we got to secure our border, but we have to create a real pathway to citizenship um, for people that want to become citizens. As you know, we are a country uh, built on immigrants. We are all immigrants. And so I think it's critically important that we be really trying to tackle this issue sooner rather than later. So one of the things that I've I've noticed of the the Democratic playbook in this um, in this election cycle is on abortion and 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 you and 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 Governor Pritzker are essentially you know moving as as far to the left as possible whether it's to uh, excite Democratic voters on on the issue of abortion um, I, I I I'm not here to doubt anyone's beliefs or anything like that but but polling shows that that two-thirds of the state are are somewhere in the middle on abortion whether it's it's pro-life with exception or pro-choice with restrictions why why has this why has the the democratic move here been so far left where it looks like all abortion anytime Look, I reject I think the premise that this is a political move this is this is about the health in the lives of women. This is about a woman's freedom to be able to make her own healthcare decisions independent of a politician. I don't need to be making those decisions for these women. It's between a woman and her doctor. Um, I think you're seeing a lot of passion because women are scared right now um, and they need to know that they can have full access to healthcare. Um, what I think actually is extreme um, are organizations that support my Republican opponent, Regan Deering, like the Susan B. Anthony um, organization or Illinois Right to Life, who are very openly supportive of bans on abortion, even in the cases of rape and incest. That is extreme to me. Um, you know, in the U.S. Senate, Senator Lindsey Graham just introduced a national abortion ban in the United States Senate. They're making moves to do this. I think it's very clear where Republicans, if they take control of the Democratic House that's currently Democratic now, uh, where that legislation will go in the House. They can't move it in the House right now because the Democrats have a very narrow three-seat majority. I think there's a lot at stake for women. I don't think this is playing politics. This is real-life issues. Um, and I will support, when I get to Congress, codifying Roe versus Wade and making sure that I'm protecting women and their decisions that they want to make about their own bodies. I think it's you know, yeah, and I have, I have a nine-month-old at home, so I think maybe this is a little more personal personal to me. Uh, and, and again, I'm not trying to tell anyone what to do or how to do, but but isn't is is this looking past the idea that that there is a child that's a part of this discussion? Look, I believe that this is about a woman's health. And, um, you know, her ability, again, it's about her freedom to make her own decisions about her own body. That, to me, is what it's about. I've been pro-choice my entire life. I'm proud to have interned for Planned Parenthood when I um, was at the University of Illinois. So, you know, I think we probably, Patrick, are seeing this issue differently. Nikki Budzinski, Democratic candidate for Congress here on WMAY. Nikki, where can people find you online? Yeah, thank you. Uh, www.nikkiforcongress.com. Thanks so much.
All right. Thanks so much for the time. Nikki Budzinski joining us here on WMAY on uh, this Friday morning.